Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Jen. And I'm Lottie. And this is our podcast on how we navigate the world of parenting. And this week, we're going to talk about body hair and kids. Yes, we're also going to talk about our triumphs and our failures, which I'm not too keen about, but we are going to talk about it. <laughs> we're also going to talk about a little bit of a sensitive topic to do with death and your kids. So hold on to your baby wipes, folks. We've got more twists and turns than a toddler's tantrum. Yes, you're listening to Jen and Lottie Do Parenting. Please note, Jen and Lottie do not claim to be experts. Excuse me? I have a beautiful boy. I am an expert. Well, I haven't a clue what I'm doing. I'm pretty sure we're all just winging it. Should we get to it? Let's do it. Jen, 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 Jen. Wait till I tell you about my triumph of the week. Oh God, you've been... So why are you so uber excited about this? Because this for me is a very, very big triumph. It's a big deal. It might be hard for people to understand, but I know you'll understand. I cooked family dinner for the first time. <gasps> I know. I know! Are you okay? Nobody's sick. Nobody has food poisoning. Everybody's alive. And I even think... They enjoyed us. Oh my God, Lottie. This I know. is this is, I'm sorry, I have to give a round of applause for this because she's Thank you. And thanks, Thank guys. You. She's absolutely shocking <laughs> in the kitchen. And you know what's very difficult for you and for me mm. is our Italian partners are so critical. So judgy. So what did you cook? So I did um it's like a risotto all'olio. Oh. And it was very easy, oil, rice, some chopped up veg, and it was it, it went really well. And I know that that sounds very simple, but you're dealing with somebody whose speciality in the kitchen is Cocoa Pops. And I'm that is no word of a lie. What? Was it a full moon? Was it his I birthday? Just, I just, Fabio, Fabio made a comment. Oh. There was a comment about... Oh, you know, there's going to be days, lots where I might have to be in work longer or do a double shift. And what are you going to do for Wolf's dinner? What are you going to... And I said, mini pizzas and waffles. Frozen mini pizzas and waffles. That's what I lived on as a kid. Nothing wrong with me. And uh, he said, no, we need something more nutritious. And I was like, I can do it. I can do it. So I I rang his mother... (laughs) I said, how do I cook something? And she talked me through it. Sorry, is that what you said? You said, how do I cook something? Yeah, I said, you pick. It needs to be idiot proof. Uh, She got it. She knows the deal. She knows I'm not good in the kitchen. Sorry, risotto is actually quite difficult to cook. Is it? It's not. Yeah, because you kind of have to, you have to stand over it for a while. And well, you have to watch it. You do have to watch it. But that's the trick, Jen, because the minute I step away from the kitchen, I forget that you're cooking. And everything gets burnt. Okay. So it was a really good technique of hers 
to do the risotto because it meant I was stuck looking over the pan and it, it worked perfectly. It just worked perfectly. Why didn't you call your own mother? Mini uh, pizzas and waffles. See, this is the thing. Okay. This okay. is the thing. Okay. And that's where my issue comes from. You okay. Know. Yeah. Well, I do think back in the 80s on Live at 3, remember that show? No. Okay. So Live at 3 was a program on RTE. It was a daytime telly show. Okay. And I think they had a cooking section once and the whoever was cooking on it made a chicken broccoli bake, right? Okay. Because then every mother in the 80s, that was their... Oh, the go-to. That was their speciality. The tuna Campbell soup in the broccoli bake, the bits of chicken. It was all very fancy. It was all very fancy. And it was a staple in our house. It was like if someone's coming around or if something's going to, you know, if we want to have a bit of a fancy dinner, chicken broccoli. Well, in, in my house, the big thing was what can last the longest what can we get the most days out of in the kitchen? So if my mum would cook a stew and she did an amazing stew. Okay, you're just being a lick now because you said... Yeah, I am. Yeah, okay, I am. I am. She does uh, a good stew. Okay, we'll give stew. her that. We'll give her that. She'd cook that stew on the Monday. We'd still be eating that stew on Sunday. Well, that's not great because you should only eat it for three days. We'd have it the whole week and every day <laughs> she'd go, and doesn't it taste so much better on day four? <laughs> and you'd be like, oh God. I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, but I have the shits. Yeah, yeah, but I I have the runs. Okay, well, look, risotto, that is a huge triumph. Thank you. I'm very proud of you. And the fact that you had the decency to call your mother-in-law and the, you know, the humility to do that. That is huge. Thank you. Thank you. I think I got brownie points. So my triumph, this is a bit weird. Okay, how do I start this? I live with a kleptomaniac. Okay. Okay. Which one? Uh, Florence, she likes to, she doesn't like to steal things, you know, in case one of her teachers or a principal, like she doesn't steal things, but she likes to steal things from me in particular. She's like a little mag- magpie with shiny stuff, right? Oh, she likes to take it out. she gets that from. Yeah, she likes to lift stuff and take it. So I was in my mom's the other day and I took the kids and the kids were running out in the garden. They come back. They're going over to the green. They're on this tire swing that they found in the park. And they came back. They're muddy and everything. And I look at her thumb. And on her thumb, she had this ring. I was like, oh, did you find that in the... Oh, no, that's my wedding ring you stole. <gasps> she stole my wedding ring out of my jewellery box, put it on her thumb, and went rocking around the place with us. my wedding ring. Okay, question one. Why was it in your jewellery box, not on your finger? Oh, I, I wasn't wearing it because it needs a clean. Okay. Question two. Yeah. How small are her little hands They're that she teeny. had to put it on her thumb? She's eight. They're tiny. <laughs> she was like, I swapped it for one of mine. She gave me one of her plastic rings. I was like, well. It's not the same. It's kind of not the same. And that is really scary because she so could have lost it. So I spotted it. I spotted it. And I was like, and I didn't lose my rag. And I'm, that's a triumph. That is a big triumph because that's somewhere where my mother failed. And I'm not... Uh, I've, Which I hope part? I, I hope I'm not going down a bad road here with my mum on this episode. What's going on with you and your mum? So my sister, yeah. my younger sister, both are younger, but I won't name which one, used to do this thing where she'd go out to the front of our family home and she'd set up like a little shop. 
Remember you used to do that? You'd yeah. set up a little shop yeah. and you'd be selling like little books and different things. You'd pick some flowers and you'd sell them. Mm-hmm. She set up her little shop and she went through my mum's jewellery box and laid out all my mum's jewellery, pearls, little diamond things. Like th- stuff that was worth a few quid. Stuff that was bought for like from my dad for her 25th wedding anniversary. Like the good stuff. Bonnie! And was it Bonnie? She, she had it out <laughs> and she sold these things for like 50p. <gasps> Everything went. Oh no. My mum had to go down our road that we lived on, knocking on people's doors going, hi, sorry, did my daughter sell you a pearl necklace? <laughs> That's actually my Tiffany necklace that I've had. Mm. It's a family heirloom. And she'd go down the whole road collecting her jewellery back from everyone. Morto. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So Scarlet. don't let Florence get to that stage. No, she is at the st- stage where she is selling stuff on the road. But I give her all the old books, all the books that I've read or whatever. And I gave her Bono's book because I couldn't read that. It was too much. Um, failures. Let's talk about failures. I failed in a big way this week. Did you? Well, it's the first time that this has happened. And I didn't handle it well. I'm not proud of the couple of days but I got sick at the same time that my kid was sick. Well, that's not your fault, Lottie. I should have taken more vitamin C. I thought I had enough in my system because my wee was like something from The Simpsons. But we got sick at the same time and I don't think it can happen ever again. It's too difficult. It was a big fail. Is that my, isn't that like a definite, it's like health. It's a definition of hell. Being sick in a house with your kid and they're sick as well. Like it's, there's nothing worse. How do people do it? It's so difficult. I don't know. So there was I don't know. a head cold. Yeah. And there was the vomiting bug. Lovely. Now, there was fluids coming out all ends. Lovely. Of everyone. Okay. Mm-hmm. All toilets occupied. There was one point in the middle. Fabio as well? Everyone. Right. Everyone was dog? down. There I don't even a- know if the dog is still alive. Okay. There was one point during the night where I woke up and Wolf was sitting in the bed and I go, sweetheart, you okay? Everything okay there? And he looked at me and just went, like the exorcist. Like the exorcist. There was vomit everywhere. My hair was everywhere. Had to bathe them. Had to do that twice in the night. Had to change the sheets then. Yeah. Keep going. There was, there's no sheets left in my house. There's no towels left in my house. Mm Mm-hmm. I still have a little tickle. Does anybody have any anti-back? You're okay now, aren't you? I'm okay now. Yeah. But my God. But that's not a fail. That's That's a fail, It's not. It's not your fault, love. Because you feel like you can't give them your full care. Oh no, it's every man for themselves. Every man for himself. Oh, I know. Like he was running around. Let him. I was just. Let him. It was was not good. That's not not a great week. Um, I, on the other hand... I can't really give you a failure because I've had an amazing week. What? I'm actually, I had some kind of fail. Come I'm on. a pioneer, Lottie. Of what? I've been off the drink a couple of weeks and I would like my pioneer badge now, please. How, uh, like a couple of weeks. Why did you decide to do this? Because Sober October rhymes. That's the reason? Yep, it rhymes and uh, people don't ask questions. You go, they go, do you want a drink? Do you want a drink, Jen? Do you have a drink? I'm like, sober October. And they go, ah, it rhymes. It must be a thing. And I've been getting through these nights and days. I did my, uh, I did the first weekend and it was so unbelievably fucking boring, right? (laughs) 
I wanted to fling myself in the Liffey, right? And I'm just being honest with you. I was so bored and I thought, this is why I need to give up the drink. But why Why were you bored? Did you feel like you couldn't go socialising like, without oh. it? I went to see a play, which is amazing, with my mum. And at the bar, she's like, what? Are you little glass of wine? I was like, oh, no, sparkling water. And it just, like, it just makes everything a little bit more, hey, fun, doesn't it? And I'm not Yeah, a ba- no, you need to do Sober October. Exactly. You need so to. So I'm so proud of myself. But you know what? I don't use drink as a crutch. I don't drink to get drunk. I don't get abusive when I'm drunk. I am amazing at drinking. Um, okay. No, listen to me. Hear me out, okay? Okay. I'm a really good drinker. Lottie. Okay, Jen. No, listen to me. No, you, Stop it. I, I think I, Sober October is actually a really good idea for I you. I might even do November as well because like some of the, the evenings are really difficult, right? Like when something shitty happens or mm. some you get one of those phone calls or whatever. But I feel so sanctimonious and smug in the mornings. It's worth it. Because you're not hanging. Oh my God. Like, I'm up at half six, I'm walking the dog, and I'm like, what is this on You're a Saturday also morning? saving a few bob. My skin is going to be, I'm going to look 10 years younger. Oh, is that why you're doing it? My skin is going to be amazing, apparently. Okay, okay, okay. But I've done something. I've swapped the booze with sugar, which isn't great. But I'll need to knock but that what, on the head. Is it, is it prep for Christmas? For the madness it's of Christmas? It, well, it's a little bit of that, but it's a little bit of... The weekends are so fucking boring if I'm not going to have a little drink. Okay. Is the reason why I need to give it up because I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that mother. I want to be able... Who needs to have a drink. Exactly. Okay. So I'm amazing. Okay. At drinking and giving up drink. Is the the moral that you've no failure of the week? (sighs) I've been pretty perfect this week, I have to say. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll come back in a couple of episodes and we'll see how Sober October is doing for you. Easy peasy. I want to talk about something I saw online. And we've talked about this in the past before, and it's a big topic on social media at the moment, right? So I saw a recent article where a mum made the decision to shave her 12-year-old daughter's facial hair. (gasps) Facial hair now, Lottie, okay? Now, she's gone on to make a request on TikTok pleading with other parents to please do it, do it, If the request comes their way, the video has over 20 million views. Okay, this is a thing. This is a real issue. So basically, she attempted to remove her own facial hair as a teenager and it didn't end well. So she said she didn't want her own daughter to go through that same experience. Very few TikTok users were against the move, right? While thousands flocked to the comments to praise and share related stories to the mum's decision. As a girl who got bullied really badly because of my hair, she went on to say, this is so healing. Thank you. Someone else said, I wasn't allowed to even shave my legs, let alone fix facial hair until I was 15. It was horrific, said another person in the comments box. So I just wanted to know your thoughts on this because I have a friend whose daughter came to her at eight years of age. This is years ago, eight years of age, and was so paranoid about the hair on her arm, asked her mom to imac them, right? To get rid of the hair. Because she got slagged in school once. And she'd go in and she'd be hiding her arms and she'd be pulling down her jumper and she would never go in in the summer with short sleeves. And my friend did it. And she said it was the best thing. And you know what? You can't judge unless you're in that situation. Absolutely. Florence is like her dad. She's the Italian side. She's quite dark hair on her legs. Has she ever... 
spoken about. Yeah, we spoke about it recently, actually. And um, she goes, Mommy, you don't have any hair on your legs. I didn't tell her I've had laser from the eyebrows down, basically. <laughs> well, Florence, I'm actually hairless. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't go down that route because she's too young to get it, whatever. Um, I just said, no, but I said, but I get rid of mine because it's uncomfortable for me and I don't like it. But Daddy, she goes, I don't think I'll ever get rid of the hair on my legs. She goes, I quite like my hairy legs. I was like, <gasps> I was so proud of her. And then Lau chimed in. He was like, ah, oh, yeah, but look at my hairy legs. You'll never get to my hair. She goes, oh, I'm going to beat you. I was like, oh, okay. I don't know about that. <laughs> His friends call him Chewy because he's so hairy. <laughs> in Star she, Wars, she Chewy. could make up her own decision on it. But it was great that she had, the, it's a thing now. There's a bit of a movement with hair and, uh, you know, it's not stere- stereotypically feminine to be hairless anymore. Mm. And we have a lot of celebrities to thank for that. Unfortunately, there is still a stigma around it, but I was... I was so proud of Florence for having that very uh, forward-thinking view of herself and mm-hmm. the confidence she had. That might change when she goes to secondary school and I'll be there for her. But it was interesting because I was like, if she came to me and said, I'm getting bullied or people are slagging me or I'm really uncomfortable with the hair, on, let's talk about face, okay? Mm-hmm. Because this girl had hair in her face. Would I do something about it? Before I had kids or before I read this article, I probably would have said no. I would have tried to tell her to love herself the way she is. And you can't pick up that razor till you're 17, 18. Or you know you're in puberty, you know what you're doing. But I don't know if I would anymore. You know, I think my protective instinct... Doesn't want her to be hurt. Doesn't want her to be hurt, feel paranoid, get a complex. As much as we instill love every part of yourself into them. Mm. It's funny that this woman has been so open about doing it and she's been met with huge support. So I want to know, what was your what was your experience of well, it? Well, I think the legs was my first thing. Yeah. I think for most kids, it's probably the it's, legs. Yeah, it's the legs. And yeah. I'm really dark. Yeah. So the hair is really obvious and was from a really young age. And loads of girls in my class, I remember, were shaving their legs. Maybe at about, probably first year was when I noticed it. First year. And so it's not quite eight like it's gotten progressively younger and younger. That's what it seems like. But I remember initially going to my mum and saying, you know, I think I, I want to get rid of the hair on my legs. All the girls are doing it now. And they all shave their legs. And they just, you know, they don't tell their parents, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that's what I want to do. And I remember my mum going, Lottie, if you shave your legs, it'll grow back See, 20 times as bad. And I was like, oh crap, what am I going to do? And she said, you can use this little machine. I don't remember what the name of this machine was, Jen, but I know it was pure hell. It was torture. It was this machine that you plugged in. Was it like an epilator? I don't... Did it pluck the hair? Yes! I think they're called epilators. They are like, oh my God! I'd be in tears. And I don't know if it was a mechanism for me to go... No, I don't. It's fine. I'll keep the hair. Um, But it was just horrific. And I would go through this all the time trying to get rid of the hair. Now, in contrast, as I got older, she came to me once and said, Lottie, um, one of my friends, the really trendy friend who you love, Mm. you won't believe what she's bought you for Christmas. I was like, oh my God, what? 
laser for your... For your Ronnie? For your upper lip. Oh. And I went... It was so as she could say it without her being the one to say it. I hear you. And I was like, oh... Is there something wrong with my upper <laughs> lip? I was like, I'd never said it before. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. But she obviously just knew we need to sort this in case she's going to get bullied yeah. and went and got lasered. But she- a lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Would have been really progressive with making sure that kind of stuff was taken care of. Yeah, and you're a perfect candidate for laser, Lottie, because you've dark hair. I know. <laughs> so I I. Know. And yeah, it's a really, f- it's, but I think there's there's two sides to the coin there. If your kid really wants to do it, be there for them. Don't let them do it on on their own. Like, I don't want Florence to be in the bathroom hiding away with a razor, shaving her legs. No. Um, I don't want that. I want her to be able to come to me. Um, And then you want to kind of go, look, don't be like everybody else. But you want to be going, like, rock that, Ronnie. Yeah, like, (laughs) I don't know. It's, It's a really tricky one. I think it's so individualistic to the child. Oh, it's personal. It's completely personal. It is. It is. But, but at the moment she's loving the hair. Okay, good for her. Which is great. So I'm happy about that. But, good for her. Um, I, I do understand why that parent got rid of the facial hair. I don't understand why she used a razor. That's, I was just going to say, you took the words out of my mouth. Why did she not get it lasered? Yeah. When it's your face. I th- mate, The kid's too young. You can't have laser until you're older. Really? No. But I've told you before that I was shaving my face and you were horrified. Yeah, that scares me. But it, your makeup goes on really well when you do it. it. Do not, can I just say, do not shave your face. Okay? Everybody's doing it. That, you've said, that doesn't make it right. <laughs> Don't pretend okay. you're not going home to give it a shave. I am not shaving my face. So what are you doing? Are you getting threading? I, no. I so how do you remove the bum fluff? Oh, the little bum fluff here. Oh, sometimes I get a little bit of threading. Threading is okay. But I'm just afraid of like, like shaving foam. Are you at home with a big thing of shaving foam? Like, no, I just, I get oils. And then I just give it a little whack. I know. See, this is, I think we've gone too far. Okay. okay. I think we've let's gone too back. far. Let's, let's pull it back and talk about kids at funerals. Let's talk about this. Yeah. Because... This is something that was going on in my life recently. Yeah. My father-in-law passed away a couple of weeks ago, very unexpectedly. And he was in Italy at the time in his home. So when we got the news, there was obviously this mad dash for everybody to get over to Italy and be there for the funeral. So I said to Fabio, okay, what what do you want us to do? When do you, when do you want us to go? And he very defiantly said, "I don't want Wolf there. I don't want him to come. 
I don't want him around that kind of atmosphere and that energy. Um, even though, you know, Wolf is two. And I think a lot of people might say, oh, but he doesn't know what's going on. But he is, and every child is different. Wolf is very empathetic. Like even in Crash, they've pointed out to me that when other kids get upset, he gets very upset. He doesn't like crying and he doesn't, he just doesn't respond well to it. But Fabio very was very clear that he just didn't want him around. Energy. That, that energy. energy. And I suppose, you know, they're Italians. They're very intuitive with that kind of stuff, aren't they? Yeah, and, and they're also, not not that they're dramatic, but, uh, you know, they're, they're very emotional. Yeah. And they're very okay with expressing their emotions, which is amazing. But he really just didn't want Wolf around it. So I was like, listen, this whatever makes you comfortable is fine with me. However, I, I mean, it was difficult for me in the sense that that meant I couldn't go. I'd yeah. stay at home with Wolf. But my my family all went over to Italy and were with Fabio and his family and a, looking after them that way. But it did get me thinking about when do you start to talk about death with kids? And people don't like it. People don't like talking about dying. People don't like death, but bring kids <sighs> to funerals. And, you know, I think... It should be a discussion from as young as possible. They yeah. should be talking about it from a young age so as it's not something that freaks them out completely when it enters their lives. We had Laos, the nonna, the nonna died. God bless her, Maria. Um, and we took the kids to the funeral and he wanted them there. Okay. At what age? Well, it was l last year. Oh, okay. So they had a clear understanding of what was going on. And I took him to my auntie's funeral. And I took him to the funeral home. Now, I didn't take them in to the, where the coffin was. And I only did that because I remember being at an uncle's funeral. And my cousin, whose dad had died had her two small kids there. And they were very much part of the mourning process. They saw their nana cry, who just lost her husband, their mammy cry, their daddy cry, all the family coming together. When my uncle passed, they actually, you know, stood around the bed for a while and experienced that. Because death is very much part of life. And she was like, it's, it's, a, it's a normal thing to happen and it's important that they learn to cope. I think she was right and it's important for them to see tears mm. from adults. Because I remember Florence actually just said to me recently, she was like, I've never... I never really see you cry or daddy cry. And mm -hmm. I said, you did see your daddy cry. I said, at Nonna's funeral. And she said, oh, yeah. And I saw Nonna cry, her granddad. And I saw, and I saw, I, yeah. And I said, isn't that a great thing? Because I never saw my dad cry, mm. you know. And for them to be able to see their dad and the parents be emotional and being okay with that. And letting them know it's okay to be upset when th things happen and be really sad. And this is how we deal with it. And it's all part of the process. 
I think that's really important. And kids, I think we forget how resilient kids are. I think kids are incredibly resilient. Oh my God. Yeah, because I think if they don't see something often, it becomes frightening to them. I remember seeing my dad cry when his mum passed away and being completely freaked out because I never saw my dad cry. And I thought, okay, that's it. The world is over. Yeah. Dad's crying. Mm-hmm. What the, that's it now. What are we, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Because I was so freaked out by it. So I think it's important yeah. at a certain age to see that it's okay to, to have all these emotions. To try and, and process. I mean, it's all age appropriate, but mm. to, so they can process it. So they could, pro- well, and as well, you know, I'm sure Fabio was, he was only trying to protect his son. That's what he was trying to do there. However, it would have been so lovely for him to have the comfort of you and his son in a really difficult time. And he denied himself. That was the, my only that, thing was yeah. I found it so difficult not physically being there for him. Yeah. But his thing was he needed to physically be there for his mum. Yeah. And he felt, I think, if we were there... It, it would have been not a distraction, but he would he need, he felt he needed to fully focus on his mum. Sure, and listen. that's him giving himself fully. And I I think it's incredible that he has the strength to be able to do that. And he completely puts himself as the second choice. And if I had been there, your natural instinct as the partner is to make them the first. But he I he think he just felt he was too worried of Wolf being around, that kind of energy, even at two. And just, it was like, I just don't think I want him at a funeral. But I think as he gets older, I agree with you. I would want him to be able to process it. Because I'm sure they need to go through a little process as well. And if they're denied that as well, let's say Wolf is older and, you know, somebody in the extended family passes and like he deserves to mourn as well the same as everybody else sure most kids Jen their first experience of death is usually like a pet a pet Mm. you know and you think that's what it is it's really difficult when you're not strongly connected to a faith to explain death heaven and what happens after so Florence is all full of questions Uh, what happens after and what goes on afterwards And I heard something at a humanist ceremony that I say to her all the time now. Um, Well, I said it to her and she, she liked, it it kind of makes sense to her. And I said, um, when a caterpillar. (laughs) Sorry. Don't, this, I'm really No, I'm sorry, I'm taking it seriously. I'm taking it seriously. This is my big profound bit. Go. Jen's big profound bit. Hit me. We don't really have the brain capacity or knowledge to know what happens in the next life. Humans aren't that advanced. It's a bit like when a caterpillar leaves this world as a caterpillar. They just think they're leaving this world. They don't know they're going to become a butterfly. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Jen's profound bit. That is actually really nice. But it was well a really, done. Yeah, well, I stole it from someone else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I heard it in a, in a humanist ceremony. Um not so long ago and I was like that is amazing because it's like the heaven the hell and all of that and we don't know like you need to kind of it was just a lovely way to simplify it for her and she got it she was like oh, okay 
So we don't have to be afraid. Yeah, but also you don't have to understand. Yes. That's what's... It's that's, okay. That she's going, oh, I don't have an answer and that's okay. Yeah. To you not don't have, have to the be answer. scared and you don't have to be afraid. I might steal I, that, the caterpillar thing. You can, it can be Lottie's profound... You do it at Lottie's your next moment. risotto dinner <gasps> with all the family. <laughs> you'll go... <clears throat> okay, you won't have a mic, but just stand up and go, guys, did you ever think... <laughs> no context whatsoever no. here. I'm just I have a story to tell about a caterpillar in heaven. Yes, exactly. Well, no, he's not in heaven. He's not. Oh, he's sorry, you can't use the word heaven. Well, you can't. Well, he's not. In, he's just turning into a Other butterfly. World. He's turning into the most beautiful thing. He's okay. a, or she's ever become. Okay. I don't know. I, I. Anyway, how's Fabio? By the way, Fabio's good. You know, it's tough. Death is death is shit. Yeah, death is really shit. And. Um, I personally found it very difficult watching him go through something when you know how bad it hurts. Hmm. It's horrible watching someone you love go through something that you've been through and you just know it's, you wouldn't wish the pain on your worst enemy. So that was tough, was watching him go through it. But on the other side of it, I kind of felt like maybe because I've gone through it, I'll be able to help guide him. Mm. Maybe I can give him help and advice and help him through it a little bit, you know. But it's not, it's not, um, it's not great watching someone you love go through something like that. And it must be hard for you because I know you don't like going to funerals. I've probably been to... One or two since my dad died. Mm. I just find funerals very triggering. Of course. Um, and I know we spoke recently about how you were saying it's really important to show up for people. And it kind of got me thinking about my attitude towards them because it's a bit selfish. But I just try was tr always trying to protect my of course. sanity, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I want to be there for people. But I know what it does to me and I know the place it puts me in and I just know... You can be I'm, I'm there in other great. ways. Yeah. You can I've, be there in other ways. I'm really good at rocking up with the food every day in the weeks afterwards, leaving it on the doorstep. All the things I know really help a family yeah. through those times. But funerals for me are, I don't know, I just... Um, it just reminds me of a bad time. You're not ready. Uh, yeah, but Jesus, man, I should be at this stage. No, Fucking 13 no. years. There's no, there's no time scale. Lots. There's no time scale. You, you will never get over that. <laughs> Let's move on to way back when. Because I, yes. I, I love looking at our past because obviously parenting has changed so much. So much. But Lau took Florence to work recently because we didn't have a minder. No, he took... No, because he has the <laughs> coolest job on the planet. I have the coolest job on the planet. No, I, you know, I was only talking to Fabio about this the other day. On In any other relationship, you would be the winner of that game. I'd be cool. You would be cool. You married a man who trumps your job. I married a man who worked in insurance. I am telling you right now. He changed. Imagine. Oh, my mum's the host of... This, that and the other. And then here's my dad. But he's, he's Superman. He's a stuntman. So he takes him to this stunt shed and they're shooting previs. That's a that's a film term, guys, for when they shoot stuff on a camera before. Visually. They, yeah. And 
they have ropes and brackets and they're flinging and they're going into boxes and they're flying in the air and they're practicing all, with all this new equipment and loud takes, the kids, mm-hmm. my kids. Sorry, I have to stop saying that. We've had a conversation. Our kids. <laughs> they're definitely his. Okay. <laughs> and takes him to the sunshed. They get to shout action. They get to do the clapperboard. They see daddy flinging himself off boxes and having a great time. And they, she got into the car and you know the way they're brutally honest Mm. and it's really heartbreaking. And Florence is like, oh my God, daddy's job is way cooler than yours. Maybe I'll get her back with the glittery dresses. Does it hurt? It's, yeah, not that I'm competitive. And he does have a cool job, but I thought I was doing great with cool job and the glittery dress and coming down the stairs. And I'm, no, no, I need to put a harness on and come down from the ceiling. It's a big ask in dancing it's, in the next series. That's what I need to do to get back. Get back. I don't. To the I think you need to fall down the stairs and then get up at the you end go, and go. It was a stunt. Ah! It was a stunt. Welcome. <laughs> I lose in that stakes too, though, because I know when Wolf is older. He'll be like, oh, mum just uses her words for a living. Dad feeds people with fish and chips. I know. He wins. He's deadly. He's way cooler than me. And they don't even say presenter or host. They go, oh, you're, you're a talker, they call me. A talker? Yeah. So, so dad's a stuntman. Cool name. Good title. They get that right. What do I do, Florence? You're a talker. Oh, my God. That's amazing. It's not, Lottie. That's it's not what I do. It, I lis- I'm a good listener. In my Shut house up growing up for a sec. I'm a good listener. <laughs> in my house growing up, we were made say, Dad's a broadcaster. Oh, broadcaster. A broadcaster. Oh, broadcaster. We were made use the word broadcaster. So Lottie, you must have gone to your dad's work. Like when I used to go to work with dad, it was like all your Christmases came at once. Because bear in mind, this was when you bought CDs. Yeah. So albums and this was when record companies and stuff would come into radio stations and they give out the albums and they beg you to play their music. And, you know, it was such a big deal. And I come in, I'd be like getting all the latest albums and CDs. And it was just, I thought it was the coolest thing ever going to your parents' workplace. It was just, you felt like a rock star. And she never left. I never left. She never left. I work in a room where I was breastfed. Yeah. That makes me feel weird. (laughs) Especially when you ask me to get out my boob. (laughs) I have something far less glamorous than that. I was dragged around O'Connell Street because my mom was selling advertising spaces on billboards. You did what your mum did. Her first job was selling mobile phones at the airport and I never forget waking up one morning and it was like I was in a ghost house because she was always home and then she got a job and I was like, I have to get myself up for school, I have to do this, this is horrible. But she was sales. She did sales, yeah. And you, very d- good at you went into sales then? Ah, I didn't realise that. There we go. That about you. But I remember being probably Enzo's age, like five or six, and she couldn't get a minder for me and she was dragging me around O'Connell Street going into these places and she's trying to sell these ads for the billboards. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. (laughs) Did you just love it? The freedom to be out and about. Oh, like being an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just being out and about and not being stuck in an office. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Anyway, it was a lot of fun. Um, 
And yeah, it's just interesting thinking about those those times. Yeah, but they're good memories. They're great memories. I, I, I just, I think it's incredible that I, Wolf will one day and Florence and Enzo look at you the way we looked at our parents. Yeah. To think that we will have little people that feel like that about us blows my mind. And when Wolf goes into your place of work. Wherever that may be. Wherever that may be. (laughs) Who knows what's going on? Who knows? Who Who knows knows what the future holds? He'll go, oh. She's a talker. Mommy is a talker. Broadcaster, my son. Broadcaster. Broadcaster. That's all we've time for. Thank you so much for listening to Jen Lottie Do Parenting. Uh, Please don't forget to like and subscribe because it really helps the pod. Thanks for listening to Jen and Lottie Do Parenting. We really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate and review. It really helps the show if you do. We'll have new shows in your podcast feed every Wednesday. 